Another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show here. I think it's around our fifth week that we're doing this, the quarantine edition with no football since we got the news. And uh, I am Wiesel Vasquez. This is an all-long podcast dedicated to all things Mexican football. Let's go ahead and get started. Say hello to our guest, Mr. Cesar Hernandez. Cesar, how's it going? It's, it's getting to the time where we're looking through the window to see, can we come outside? How you doing, brother? Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I mean, I, I guess the line that I've used the most in recent podcasts is, uh, is you know, considering the circumstances, doing all right. Mm-hmm. Not really doing much. I mean, you asked me when we first started the call, like, how you doing, man? I'm like, oh, you know, good. Uh, just not up to much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think literally the most like exciting thing I've done over the last few days is just reorganized my bedroom, and then like me and the girlfriend did that. We reorganized our like our bedroom, and then. That was about it. That's like the most exciting oh, thing I've done over the last week. Man, you can just have this makeover for your apartment and where you live. It's in, yeah, in this right? quarantine. That's good. It's good. It's good. You <laughs> got to something. The before and after. That'd be, be good. Uh, Ciudad de Mexico, Tom Marshall. You know him as Mexico World Cup. Tom, tell us anything new. What, what's exciting in your world? Uh, what's exciting? Um, not too much. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's how kind of everybody is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, playing a bit of uh, Call of Duty. That's, oh, that's yeah? exciting. Did you, did you get a Warzone win yet? I did, yeah. Yeah? Got oh. it Friday night. Oh, man. Was that your... In a team, though. Oh, yeah. In a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four-man right. team. We won it. There you go. It was unbelievable. It was a real so highlight. So is that what you do? Because, like, cause, I mean, we talked about because I have the new – I think it's the new Modern Warfare – and, it, and it's like the way, and that's the first time I played Call of Duty in years. It's just like the way I've always remembered it. Like you can play with friends online. You can kind of go by yourself. But with that one, is it the same thing? We could do oh like gosh. a bunch of different scenarios? Or like, I don't know. It's it's my, it's, sorry, guys. It, we're just going to have to. It's basically free. It's free. <laughs> you download it. Yeah. And yeah. These guys have no play, idea. You can, you can play like solo, <laughs> but you can play yeah. in three over in the four. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. But it's a lot. It's, a, it's good fun. I'm not. I'm not very good at it. I, I died. It was the other three that kind of got the victory. <laughs> <laughs> you, go, you went to the gulag. You didn't go to the gulag and come back. Come on, Tom. No good, no good in the gulag. All right. Hey, uh, a, for those of you that are big gamers, I like playing Warzone, but I'm a huge PUBG, which is the exact same concept as Warzone, um, but a lot harder. And uh, that's if you commit to PUBG, you have to stay there. But uh, yeah, so all right. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> gaming. But uh, Tom, I, I like how you're a little great. disappointed by that. We so you're just like, oh my god, hey, it's content, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, true, it's true. It's true. It is. I guess it is content. But for those of you that are like hardcore gamers, are like, are you guys really talking about this? You have no idea what you're talking about. So sorry. Apologies. Apologies. We'll we'll, we'll stick to what we know, which is uh, Mexican soccer. To me, uh, it's a good week. I found out um, there's TikTok, and I'm ex- an obsessed. I made like 20 videos. I've only released like two three maybe <laughs> so yeah. uh I, I talk a little bit about the you know the one the, your your most successful one we so i mean yeah. i loved it man it was great you got you got a bunch of retweets you got to talk I, about that I one did all um it's funny because amy kind of sent it to this is hilarious it was it was kind of like the same style of video right two different you know i think it was like a a, a jesus and a, and a devil trying to get somebody that's in a bible study and i like immediately went okay there's a choice I think I can do this like Mexican-Americans have to choose between Mexico and USA, which, you know, on, on the comments, you just see like 90% of people. It's not a choice. It's not like people are taking this way too seriously. But 
Um, I started like on Tuesday. I'm like, I can do this, right? You know, had a had a neighbor come and uh, my next door neighbor came and helped me and um, move the camera and and it took three days. Like when you <laughs> see these TikToks that you're like, oh yeah, it, that was like 30 different videos that was shot, 30 different scenes, and it takes a while when people do TikToks. Like I respect anyone that's on tiktok because it's not just show shoot and that's it but um yeah it was it was funny throw some dance moves in there that uh i haven't done in years and there's so much that i have that i'm like oh my gosh it's so embarrassing and i thought it was it was it was fun and the reaction from people i think uh, from all of them i think were it's just funny we still doing something funny but it, it, i enjoyed it and i'm glad you know it's quarantine i'm glad people kind of i think i had like sixty-five thousand views and uh, some uh, female players from the national team were retweeting because I'm sure that's how they feel, felt, you know, when you have to choose two. But I don't know. So thank you to everybody because uh, I thought it was going to be like embarrassing and and uh, to be honest, it came out pretty good. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a great video. If you if you, <laughs> if you have any, if you haven't already seen it, I mean, who knows? Maybe you know that that video was popular enough that maybe people who are listening, the majority of people who are listening are actually people who like discovered the show through the, that, that video. Who knows? Yeah. So if this is your first time through that video, cause I know I put in on, you know, I, after the other um, comment right after it, I said, Hey, you know, we have a great podcast. If you're here, Mexican talk show, thank you. Thank you. TikTok. Um, and thank you for, uh, for, for following us and listening to us for the first time. So, uh, I'm going to, you know, continue it's, it's quarantine. Like, you know, I see s- some ideas and I'm going to hopefully stra- try to stick with, you know, Mexican soccer videos and, and all that other stuff. So, but and the, uh, the national team should be doing, should be doing little things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, they should, they should, man. Yeah. It'd be huge. I mean, the national teams put something like that out with all their followers and, you know, it connected. There's so many people I think that that just kind of DM me and retweet him. He's like, dude, this is perfect. This is exactly what is exactly how it went down. <laughs> um, and it's funny. I think even like, uh, was it, was it Taylor Twellman? I think, or Jimmy Conrad. I always get them confused. Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy Conrad was, uh, he, he retweeted it. No, he liked it. And, uh, there's some U S fans are like, dude, even as a U.S. fans, I thought, I thought this was hilarious. So, uh, a little yeah, bit. Cause of it's not like making fun of the U S either. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. So, Thank you to everybody, and uh, we'll we'll see what else we come up with. But uh, that was my week in uh, in quarantine in Mexican soccer. TikTok became a thing, and there's just so much that you can do on there. It's kind of crazy. So, and everybody's kind of just jumping into it. Players, and there's it's like a new, you know. I think brands are going to start looking into it and be like, "Wow, this is something that uh, it's huge." Damn, if you haven't Jurgen Dam's TikTok, Jurgen Dam, like they're incredible. Yeah, hilarious, he's... hilarious what he's doing. I mean, it's, it's, and that's, I guess that's a new thing, right? All right. Um, let's jump in. The uh, next thing in soccer show, just, I do, you know, there's not a lot happening, obviously, with, uh, with, with it being right now on pause. But uh, what we keep looking at and the news that keep coming out, uh, we spent two weeks talking about, uh, obviously, the news with the second division, the Ascenso kind of going away and all the plans. Very, very good episode. If you haven't had a chance to, to listen, go back. And those two episodes are one of our best because we had a lot of information on there. Tom, Cesar, Adriana on that very first week. Uh, this week, we are changing up a little bit. We're kind of looking, kind of what I said to Cesar, we're looking ahead to see when we might have some football on TV Maybe you can go to the stand soon. So we're going to give you all that's coming out right now. Just have a discussion of uh, uh, starting to see at least a little bit of a door. Maybe when you open the door and you crack, you see that little crack in the seat. Can we go outside? 
I think that's kind of what's happening. We don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing in cases. So let's start and discuss. Uh, Tom, you're in Mexico. Um, very different from each country when it comes Sorry. to COVID, right? And uh, from us here in the U.S., there's a lot of protests. Governors are having these, you know, kind of uh, decisions that they have to make to stay open. Sports leagues are starting to kind of look at plans. I know the NFL, for example, canceled all their uh, their games outside of the U.S., but I think I just found out in, in it's coming soon is the schedule for the NFL, uh, the NBA, the you know MLB is is flirting with the idea of having closed games. So at least the thought of returning to sports, not uh, obviously fans going into, but at least closed doors where it's called, is starting to happen. What's happening in Mexico? You wrote a couple articles into maybe we'd be seeing teams i know in other countries central america for example i know costa rica is having players already returning to practices in their facilities uh we're maybe starting our first step to coming back but tell us in mexico what are the news no, i think i think the the idea is to start early, early july and get the players training together you know mid-june um, probably later this i don't know we'll see later this month if if players go back to the training grounds and, and they kind of you know, do what we, what we'll see. I think on Wednesday in MLS, and, and like we've seen what well, we've seen in Italy as well, where players can go and, and train and obviously keep the keep the the distance as well. But um, but yeah, I mean that's the plan. And I think basically what the idea is, if you start up in July, um, really, you know, you got seven regular season games left or seven rounds of games. So in theory, you can do that in four weeks. So if you start early July. Yeah. By very early August, you can basically you can get get on with the Liguilla. You know, obviously that's it's brutal on the players, but um, but I think you can get seven games in over the four weeks, and then you get to the Liguilla, and then you know that what's that? Um, was it three weeks? Three weeks usually the Liguilla. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks because it's always just because it's the it's just just court it's just uh quarter semis final i mean it's just it's just two legs over one over one week yeah so three weeks i yeah what i was thinking what i was thinking too is like what it would maybe they could just have uh i mean maybe if they really need to tighten things up they could always do one knockout round match and like knock that all out within two weeks but who knows but sorry tom continue yeah no yeah i think i think that were mentioned somewhere in the press as well um yeah but i think i think bonilla said that that's not it's not the idea the idea they want to finish it in its totality mm-hmm. um and so that takes you to to the end of August, you know, the third week of August. So once you get there, and then it's like, you know, you start the you start the apertura in in September. I mean, on paper it kind of works, and then you kind of cram it. You know, I think the other thing is going to be the international breaks, which I don't think are going to happen. I don't think they're going to happen in this year. I think yeah. we're going to see a whole new World Cup qualifying process. I think we mentioned it last week. Um, but I think if, if that happens, if you start in September and you don't have the um, if you don't have the international breaks, then you can finish it before before the new year. And I think that I don't know that's what they're thinking because the clubs, Mexican clubs are just like clubs all over the world. They don't want to lose lose games. You know they don't want to miss out on games because the revenue that's created, the TV, um, the sponsorship, everything kind of falls apart. So I think the kind of clinging to that kind of time frame. So far, anyways. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of what's going on, I mean, 117 deaths on Monday attributed to, to, to COVID-19. Um, and there's there's just short of 7,000 active cases, which the government figures have confirmed. 
but obviously the Mexican model is different than in other countries and, and you know, it's kind of a, a prediction model rather than a testing everybody. So, yeah, so it's still going on. Um, I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be at all surprised if what we see in Mexico, and in fact, I think AMLO said it, that by mid-May we're going to see some of the schools reopen, um, but in certain municipalities. So the municipalities that have, have, have recorded zero or very, very low numbers then I think kids are going to be allowed to go back to school, and I think that I think that's what we're going to do. It. I think for League MX, that's the big the big thing. When when kids all over the country are going back to school, I think that's when um, that's when League MX are going to be like, right, that's the um, that's the sign that we can go ahead. Um, and but it comes from the government as well. I mean, the the games were ended because the government kind of they followed the the government guidelines. And then I think it's going to reopen when the government decides as well. So it's not exactly 100% uh, Liga MX issue as well. I think what was interesting that Tom said there too is uh, the international calendar because there's, there's, the, there's a FIFA break in September and October and also November. So even though, I mean, I mean still it's, it's going to be, you're gonna ha- still going to have to make the next season pretty compact and have probably more midweek matches but that essentially it kind of gives you like three extra weeks there um that could be utilized because more than likely we're not going to be seeing any uh, international games in september october november this year or my assumptions we're not going to see any any games at that point so so league of makers can then utilize that they can have a, a handful of uh midweek matches and then yeah have everything ready by that 2021 glossuda maybe that ends up starting in february Maybe there's a much shorter break. Who knows? But I think it's you know it's feasible if they uh, if they were to make the schedule a little compact. But of course, on the, on the flip side, I mean, I know I know they make good money, but you gotta you gotta think about the players as well. And that's just something that I don't know that, that constantly comes to mind for me because you know they're they're putting themselves at risk. And I think it was Miguel Layun who recently spoke up about feeling uncomfortable returning to play, you know, potentially putting his family at risk. So it'll just be interesting to see. I don't know what. See if any any other players make similar you know, comments, or or even to see like let's say for example, let's let's look at the Bundesliga. Where I mean, it's switching gears a little bit, but you know, the Bundesliga is set to return, but ten players recently tested positive. Does that mean? I mean, is the season still going to continue? What what if more players test positive? Like what happens? So what is that going to mean if if that happens in Liga Mekis? You know, what happens if let's say it's um, you know, like you know, the schedule is uh, supposed to be starting in, in July, and preseason, or I guess mini preseason, starts in late June. What happens if a number of players start testing positive? You know, then what? So I, 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 I think that'll be the interesting thing. I guess maybe not, maybe not even interesting, but just I, I don't know. It's it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Like if, if something like that happens uh, within uh, the next couple months. I, I just kind of go back to. I feel like I, I'm trying to look for mech, for you know COVID cases um, all around the world, and when you look at it, I think it's like 3.5 million cases all around the world, with around 256,000 deaths. Comes out to like six or seven percent of the people that get infected are are dying. That's a huge number, right? And this is yeah. why coronavirus is huge in the world. In the U.S., if you're doing those numbers, it's around the same as the world, 6%. When you look at Mexico and you look at the, I think, you know, it's, it, I did the, the math, it's at like 9%, 10% of the people that are getting infected are dying. And, and, and not to freak anybody out, it could be because they're not testing as many people. And I think that's what it is because they're only testing 
like 250,000 or whatever. I think I have my name, numbers wrong, but they're, they're not testing as many as other countries. But the high, the rate, the death mortality is, is a lot higher. It's like 9, 10%. And it just, or, I'm yeah, looking whether, at that or, or, Whether it's 1% or 10%, 50%, like the, that's, these players, are, you know, have a right to feel uncomfortable. And really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with, yeah. with going out there and playing, you know? Like, I, I think these players are definitely allowed to, to voice their frustrations. Like I said, whether it be 1%, 5%, 20%, whatever, you know? Like, I, I feel like... If it's Mexico didn't do enough, there's not enough testing. All these people are happening. It's and and they're still looking to open. Uh, I don't see another country being affected as much as Mexico is, and I kind of be, been saying that. So I, I don't, I don't, I see another. You know, if they do open early, um, if if they have sports coming back, and then fans, because it's as soon as sports comes in, you know, how long is it before they let fans come back and? And, you know, it's opening prematurely could cause, you know, a second wave or whatever it is. So it's like I'm not very confident that, especially in Mexico, things should be coming back up to normal. Like, because they're just so behind on it. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, but it is a different – what they're doing, the, the government, it's a different way of way of going about it. And it, it's not testing. It's not the widespread testing. Yeah. And, I mean, I think only time is going to tell if it, if it is affected or not, but effective or not. But – um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there definitely hasn't been panic here, like there has been in other places. Um, and and to be honest, I've been, I think people have done pretty well. Um, I know there's always some idiots that are kind of you know are going going out and doing stupid stuff. But I think in general, it's like you know people are only going out, especially definitely where I live. You know, they're only going out when they need to kind of go out. There's not. It's really really quiet. Uh, especially compared to what it's usually like in Mexico City. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but there is going to come a point where they are going to have to, you know, things are going to have to start getting back to normal. And like you said there, we saw it's just making sure it is at the right time. Um, but I think with regards to what you said, Cesar, about the players, I mean, I think that's why the thing about kids going back to school is important. I mean, if you've got yeah. kids going back to school, then you have to assume that the government has done everything and oh, they know that there is a there is a, a fair degree of safety, you know, with that. And once you do that, then the players will also be okay to to play. But I don't think it's going to be it's going to be behind closed doors. I don't think there's any chance that yeah. it's a full, you know, in front of fans. I mean, it'd just be it's just it's the worst case. That's the worst thing that can happen is playing in the stadium with so many people, some of them traveling from different places, and then kind of going back to where they're from. Um, it's the absolute worst. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll it, still see how it pans out. It, it's. I just in, just looking. It's Mexico has tested twenty nine thousand people. The U S has tested one point one million. California has tested fifty two thousand people, and they have two thousand deaths. Mexico has tested twenty nine thousand, and they have two thousand and some deaths. Like, to the rate that they're testing is just so slow, and that's why the panic isn't there. It's the testing isn't happening, but the deaths are are happening just like, are like a, like the state of California, which Mexico is ten times more than that state. That's just kind of what worries me. Comes back to, but you're right. You know what is the government doing? How to keep safety, and um, ultimately, it's the government's going to make that decision. It's going to look at the you know of Liga Mekis and the owners and whoever it is, and, and they'll choose if they're going to want to open. But I ask you guys. Tom and Cesar, since you attend Liga Mekis matches, will the first one comes in July? I'm sure there's going to be press that are going to be there, and with the precautions, would you go and cover it? 
That's actually a really good question because I was actually just talking about this yesterday uh, with my girlfriend, and I, I think I think I mean we'll, we'll see where we're at in July because obviously things can change quite quickly. Who knows? You know what the rate is going to be like at that point. You know who who knows what tests will be like. Who knows what what the tests will be like for for press or how many they let in, but. I personally, uh, I, I think more than likely, I'll probably, you know, stay at home for, for I, I imagine I would, I would stay at home for a little bit longer and, and cover it just from watching games just at home. But I think that that's just from what I'm saying right now uh, in May. But I mean, we'll see how things change. But as of now, if someone were to tell me, well, leave starts again in July, do you want to go catch, you know, a Cholos game? You know, do you want to... Or I don't know who you're even with like Major League Soccer. Let's say like it's a July or August, September, whatever. Would you want to go catch a Galaxy game and cover that at this moment? I don't know. <laughs> you know I don't know. I'm leaning towards no. I think I'm I'm strongly leaning towards no at this point. But we'll see. <laughs> if they send the uh, the press passes, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll get it. But I don't know if I'm gonna go because I don't want to lose out. <laughs> Tom, I don't know. It's a tough question. Is, to you, do you, would you go? Is this gonna be? It'd be good coverage. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, no, I mean, see. you know, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it depends on what happens, but there is going to be a story from when the first yeah, game goes ahead. Yeah. It'll be yeah. huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, it depends on your own personal situation as well, like family stuff, you know, do you see older people, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's stuff like that as well that yeah, you have to take right. in consideration. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the point is that for the players, this is going to be, it is going to be really brutal and they have to get it right. But yeah, I mean, we have to see, I mean, it's difficult, though, because even these kind of what they want to try and do and all that, we have to see how it kind of develops. I mean, Mexico still has to kind of, you know, reduce the numbers. I mean, the the the, num- the, amount, the numbers each day as a percentage aren't kind of spiking ridiculously. It seems to be not under control, but it seems to be contained to the, in the sense that the hospitals aren't getting absolutely ridiculously full, which at the end of the day, apart from the obvious, you know, human tragedy, is is one of the is one of the central things um so but yeah i mean we have to we, we need answers to those questions as well um before before for me they can get back going but um no we'll we'll, we'll have to i mean there's nothing else you can do but kind of wait around wait and see and you know i think the other thing for mexico it's going to be interesting and i think it's, this is a positive as well is that they they can look at what other leagues are doing because because europe's ahead of the you know of, of obviously a few weeks in advance in terms of how they're dealing with this and, and how hard it's hit them and so I think the European leagues are going to kind of set the tone and I think Mexico is has got to kind of you know obviously going to be looking at what they're doing over there and how they how they're doing it and and how they're dealing with the players and then you know hopefully they do the right thing here I mean I mean it's an interesting time with player relations as well because you know players have been highly critical of Liga MX of the FMF you know, with the with the promotion relegation, the second division, and I don't know. I mean, this is another thing. You know, the Veracruz, the lack of payments to the Veracruz players, and this is like they need to start getting things right with the players. And I think you know this would be as as good a point as any to do that. I keep. But I mean, this is the thing. This is why I, I understand why they want to finish the season, but on the other hand, I don't understand why they've been so adamant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to finish the season. Don't get me wrong. You, you play ten games. Oh. You got seven left. You still got a Liga. It's like 
you don't know when this is going to end. I don't know why. For me, if this is still a bad situation in July, then he's still going to want to finish that that season. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing for me. I, I think really if, it, if, 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 if it's a bad if it's a bad situation in July, I just feel like it's unfortunate. But you just have to cancel the season. That, that I think that's or in my mind. Or just play cancel the next season. That's what I would think to do. It's you know you still the, play. The, yeah. And but give the, the, like the 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 contract with the players. I mean, if you cancel the season, everybody knows where they are. You know what I mean? Everybody knows the contracts that end in June end in June. I mean, if I was in charge, yeah. that's the way I'd look at it. I'd look at it right at the beginning of June. If we can't make a decision about we're starting, so who's the winner? The next... No winner. No, no winner. winner. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can have a winner. You yeah. just you just put it down to something that absolutely hundred percent out of the control of everybody, and you say, yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's a real shame for Cruz Azul for the other teams. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's not like a Liverpool situation where yeah. you're winning by loads of points yeah. and it kind of you've been waiting so many years to get the title yeah. and then kind of all collapses. It's like anybody could have won the league, probably apart from Monterrey, <laughs> but but like a lot of people could have were still in the. I don't know. I don't feel like it's really unfair. For any team, I mean, obviously it's more unfair for some than others, but I don't know. I, I, just the way Mexican football is run as well, and the decisions that are made, it wouldn't completely surprise me if the if things don't go well over the next few weeks. That if they decide that that's the best thing to do, yeah. So, I just, well, I just, I'm looking, I'm looking at the business side of it as well in terms of, like I said, the contracts, the contracts with the TV. I mean, all these things that you know the clubs are going to have to deal with. I mean, weapons are the for the t for the the clubs that the TV contract runs out at the end of this summer, you know the players, the managers. It's like the, the scouting. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you, if you know you're going again in kind of the end of July with a new season, then you can kind of get going with it. Yeah, yeah I think like Tom's right. Like if it's if it's June and you have things still haven't improved, yeah, I also think that it'd be smart to just cancel. I mean, just go to the Eredivisie route. You know, it's unfortunate where you know you saw an Eredivisie where. Oh, was it Ajax? They you know, looked like they were going to potentially go to win the title. I mean, I don't think they had that much of a lead. I'm not entirely sure how much of a lead they had there, but um, yeah, they just canceled the season. No champions. I think that's the same thing that you would do with Liga Mekis. Although the the question is after that though is like, if you're to cancel the season, I know I'm thinking like 11 steps ahead now, but what does that mean for potential you know Concacaf Champions League spots, or what does that mean for I don't, I don't know. So I, I think that's I guess that's another argument yeah. in itself right there. But you know. yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, in some ways I think that e- there's easy, easier solution to Liga MX than um, than the national team because I think the national team is is pretty mad when you think about it. Like yeah. you know what, what World Cup qualifying. I mean you got a World Cup in 2022. Um, there's a potential if you've got no international windows for the rest of the year, and then you go into the next year and the leagues are still probably going to be, you know, catching up. Then the next year you've got a gold cup, which I don't think Concacaf are going to want to get rid of. Yeah. You've got the Nations League, which Concacaf are adamant because it's an official competition that they want they want to play. And so how how are you going to qualify for the World Cup? You know what I mean? I think that's going to be. I think it's going to be a separate tournament. Yeah. I think it's going to be. I don't know how they're going to do it because they've got this mad thing where. I don't know if you if you remember, but um, to get into the hex was dependent on the, the rankings. Yep, yeah, the rankings. Yeah. And it's like they didn't play the games in March or June, and I think that was they were going to decide at the end of that. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong. It might have been the end of March, but um, they were going to decide based on those rankings. And now. Um, Conquer president said 
yeah, we can't. It's not fair. It's not fair to kind of pick the hexagonal right now. So you've you've not even got the team set for the hexagonal yet. So it's not even not just that you might not have the international breaks in the second half of this year. You've also not got the teams. And if you haven't got the teams, then how do you form a competition? Decide who goes. Um, you know, do you have groups? Do you? I mean, how do you? How do you do it? I imagine it's going to be all in one place as well. Because I don't yeah. think you're going to be able to even if it's next year be flying around. Um, I mean, I don't know, playing home and away and all the time that takes. I, I just think it's going to be, you know, a certain amount of teams. I'm not even sure how many, to be honest, um, in one place fighting it out for the for the CONCAF spots. Man, what a mess. Let's try to take positive. Just make the gold. Just make the gold cup the World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> hey, right. Everybody's yeah, in one what, site. Everybody's in one surprise site. Me. Everybody's in one site. You're already in the US. Like, uh, like as long as you have, I mean, I guess you still have to wait for other teams to qualify for uh, the Gold Cup, but maybe just go through that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> e League. Yeah, no, it, it, it wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't surprise me if it happened that the Gold Cup was suddenly became World Cup qualifying. Um, yeah, it'd be kind of fun in a way. <laughs> don't get me wrong, you know. Yeah. So let's. Let's go back. Liga MX, oops, let's say it does start in July. Be honest, those games are going to be horrible. These players haven't been training for months. Oh, we're not gonna, we're not going to care. The fans are, fans are be so excited. They don't yeah, care if it's like a third, and, a third division match. And they lie. have to play two a week. Like the intensity of these matches, that's, that's going to be all right. Well, hopefully that happens. Yeah. But at the same time, safety is hey. first, so. Yeah, it's interesting as well, though, because they're thinking, I think, um, about making five substitutions as well, so yeah. that. You know, the players aren't as drained, and um, seven, I read today, I can't seven remember why. Where? Seven yeah. Sub- <laughs> Imagine a whole different team. I, re- I read today as well that they might get rid of VAR temporarily because it kind of involves more people and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what, what it's going to look like. Uh, but, yeah, I, don't, I wish it would go back to normal now, though, because I'm kind of bored of it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> don't know what to talk and write about and... Kind of even even the transfers and stuff that usually keep you going, it's just you don't know. We don't know what's what's happening, you know. TikTok, um, Tom. TikTok, <laughs> Tom. Look, it, it not, even not it, convinced. It even like rolls off the tongue. TikTok, Tom. Tom. I don't TikTok. think it's for me. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I can't dance like you, so. <laughs> oh, oh, you can. Oh, you can. I have seen it. Tom, how many? How, how, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out like a like a tweet that says like how many retweets to get Tom to join TikTok <laughs> oh, and to put out like a dance video. Do it, Let's <laughs> do it. All right, guys. Um, really quick, um, Tom. Um, there's a there's a letter that was uh, posted by our uh, friend at, at Fox. Uh, Deportes. Uh, what are you laughing? <laughs> I said friend. He usually yells at us when we're at the national matches. But um, but uh, Ruben, uh, La Sombra del Tri, yeah, posted out uh, <laughs> a uh, a letter, an uh, association going towards FIFA that is kind of making the news right now. Tell us a little bit about that. No, yeah. I mean, uh, it's going back to the old uh, promotion relegation and the second division and, the, and basically the Players Association... Is sending a letter to FIFA to ask him to kind of intervene, um, so that I don't know, so that there's no, so that there isn't any, um, so that there is sorry promotion relegation and 
I don't know. Does, trying to... Don't you think Liga Mekis already thought about this? The owners are kind of already checked, yo, FIFA, it's okay if we do this? Or do they even care? Could, you, could FIFA even do anything? I mean, there was already, you know, like the multi-ownership and all the things that supposedly Liga Mekis already violated with FIFA statues. They, FIFA doesn't care. FIFA right now has bigger issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff that you're going to sort out. There's it's really hard to find answers. I mean, I feel feel a bit sorry for him to be honest because there are no there are no easy answers to a lot of what's going on right now. Um, and I think this with with Mexico, I don't think they're going to do absolutely anything. If they do do anything, I think they're just going to release a statement. Um, and basically, you know, the clubs voted for this as well. And so it's very difficult for FIFA to intervene. I mean, this is something that the, you know, the the FMF, the Mexican Federation statutes, lay it out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're all angels. And like, you know, we know very, we know very well, um, you know, what's the, the what's going on behind the scenes. Obviously, the owners of the Liga MX want to close it up because you know they make more money, they see more future, um, and obviously they're selling it in the way that. I know the second division needs help and we're going to rescue package and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, people voted for their own interests. Um, and I think the second division club voted because because enough of them were struggling financially to, to vote for something that in on paper looks to be kind of not in their interest. But at least, you know, they've got some guaranteed income and they can survive because at the end of the day, this is a really, really difficult time, and especially if you're a small club with sponsors that aren't necessarily multinationals, you know, that might be regional um, and that might also be be kind of, um, you know, suffering as well. I mean, you know, I think, I mean, it's easy to spell out, but, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what comes of it, but there's also kind of legal issues as well um, because they want to do like collective contract between all the players to kind of lay down the rights, but... I think the association, um, it doesn't have the legal um, status that it needs to have to be able to do a kind of an employment contract between its members. And so th- there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, kind of behind the scenes and, and all that. And I don't know, some of the arguments I don't really get because they're saying, I get the argument that you can't get promoted. You know what I mean? Like 100%. I mean, it's th- there's no there's no substitute in that. There's no way of kind of, you know, kind of making it sound nice. I mean you're ending or you're suspending promotion of relegation. I mean, it is what it is. The, the stuff about the, the players losing their jobs, I, don't, I honestly don't think a lot of players are going to lose their jobs. Um, because if you're going to have eight, I mean, we don't know yet. This is the other thing. We still don't know what the second division is going to look like, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing about the letter as well. I mean, FIFA can't respond unless they know what's they know going to exactly, happen. Exactly, yeah. Um, and if you've got eight overage players per team, per squad, then... Then yeah, you might be, you know, there might be players that are gonna kind of kind of be losing out. But you assume that every team's gonna pick the best eight players over the age of 23. And so if you're picking the eight best players, those are the ones that usually start. And I you know, there's not gonna be many players that started games regularly in the second division that are gonna be without work. Are they, are they gonna be squad players? Are they gonna be odd player who used to start? There, there will be, yeah. And, and you, you know, you have to feel really sorry for those for those guys. But um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's as as, as bad as because they, they talk a lot about the players' families and for, for the few people, for the few players that are going to kind of lose the jobs. And yeah, but I don't think it's going to be kind of that many and definitely not enough for FIFA to wade in against a country that's holding a World Cup in six years. Yeah. And that is, is a regional power, powerful giant and brings in a lot of money for FIFA as well. 
this isn't the first time that FIFA has heard complaints about ProRel either. You know, <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> and for example, I, th- I think also, uh, what was it like last year? There's like a hundred clubs from U.S. soccer. I'm sure a lot of them were lower league clubs, so they probably don't have the clout and power enough to the power enough to like get FIFA to to you know to pay attention to them. But I think it was like over a hundred U.S. teams like like sent letters uh, to FIFA complaining about that you know that there's a lack of pro in the United States. Obviously, nothing happened after that, and obviously FIFA's well aware of the fact that there is no pro in the United States. I haven't really done anything about that, so I'm not entirely sure how far. You know, uh, yeah. You know, I, I know how. Yeah, it's publicity. It's publicity. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, from what I heard as well, it wasn't actually the president of the feder of the association that leaked it out, but you're leaking it out to, to Ruben. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know why are you doing that? It's because you want to get attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, you know, I don't know. And then obviously it's going to go out officially probably tomorrow, and then. All of a sudden, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's about getting attention and, and kind of, which is part of what the, the association is. But um, the association is, I don't know. I mean, it's been a tough time. It's not really been taken that seriously, um, you know. And it was supposed to be a massive, massive thing, wasn't it? Like when it first started, it was supposed to be completely independent. And I don't know. I mean, you have to support it, but um, it's not. It's not being able to wield any power really. Um, it's not really, I don't know, apart from kind of speaking to the media and speaking up for the players, it's not been able to do too much. I Again, I, I just don't see a ton being done, especially with what's happening. And even if it was an important issue that FIFA wanted to take up, you said at the beginning, I'm pretty sure FIFA, FIFA has much bigger things to worry about right now. Yeah, most definitely. And the most World definitely. Cup is coming, 2026, Mexico, US. Which, in other news... Uh, one of the president uh, nominees, Biden, said that he might take the World Cup away from the United States if there is not no equal pay for the U.S. Women's, uh, national team, U.S. Women's National Team. And I thought I said he would take away the the funding. The funding, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, the funding. The, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I wonder if Mexico's like, hey, uh, so we still kind of want to keep this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's like an, immediately what I thought. Like, uh, please don't take it away from the U.S. because we still want to. Does that mean more games for us? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Um, in other news, to uh, to kind of uh, finish this episode, and, uh, not that we prolong it another 20 minutes, but uh, Cesar, you are uh, Mexicans abroad. News of transfers during the quarantine, we kind of want to be like, all right, what's happening? But there are some that kind of make to the surface that they could seem a little bit more, uh, not to call fake news, but at least a little more interesting. Um, Herrera, Sorrillo Herrera. Apparently. Yeah. What, what's happening? Well, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, you see a lot of rumors and whatnot about, uh, about you know, potential transfers and whatnot. But I, what I found interesting was that the, the independent over there, uh, over there in Europe, they said that, uh, uh, according to them, that Herrera was one of West Ham's primary targets in the January transfer window. But that Herrera uh, opted to remain in Madrid until the end of season to see how his first team opportunities developed. So kind of kind of interesting, right there. I mean, if 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 so, it kind of implies that there's a chance that Herrera could still move over to West Ham um, next season. I mean, I guess who knows when the next season's going to start or when the when the summer transfer window is going to happen or if teams would be willing to spend much money in the next transfer window. But I think what's also interesting in the article is that it claims that other EPL teams are also looking at him. So. You know, I mean, obviously, it's all rumors. It's all you know. Sources saying this, sources saying that, but you know, if 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 Herrera, West Ham, if this, if this, uh, yeah, I, 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 the way 
I know how you guys feel about it. I'm saying that this would be uh, a step, step back. forward by playing in what is, uh, uh, I think, a lot of us think it's the top league in the world. But it would also be a small step back because I'm assuming there won't be any Europa or Champions League playing, you know, playing. There won't be any Europa or Champions League spots for, for West Ham, you no, know? This is, so, I think it's a step back, even if... I, I think it's a slight step forward. I would say a slight step forward. Step back. I, I'm going to go with step back. It's you're you're at Atletico right now. You're well, like you're not playing, but I mean, from the last right, maybe I forgot. Like he was, there was, was a player that he wasn't getting any minutes, and then finally he was. And um, no, he, he he was getting minutes. He was, uh, I think, he was in the starting eleven for a number of consecutive matches. Okay. Uh, am I going to say he's the most important player? Or- no. One of the most important players, team. No, but I, I think he was definitely like a, you know, yeah, like be, a and I remember, you know, we were like, okay, Herrera needs to, you know, earn it, and and there was he wasn't getting any minutes, and, and then he did, and he were getting getting some minutes, and okay, uh, to already move, especially with the pause and everything, I just feel like West Ham would be uh, a step down, a, a bigger team in EPL, great, better, but I don't know. I don't know going up against like. You know the you know, Liverpool, like True. Tottenham, and just like well, I mean, we've Wolf, I mean, that's I mean, doing that like week in week out. I mean, that's I mean, that that would be pretty exciting for me, at least as, like as as a, as a fan of the player, that'd be really exciting to for me to watch. But and I think the other interesting thing too is that even though you know I, mean, I said recently, I, you know, like what, just like <laughs> like three minutes ago, that you know maybe some teams you know won't be spending much money in the transfer window. I mean, at the same time, I know according to transfer market, Herrera's worth about 16 million euros. I mean, if you re- I know he recently turned 30, but I mean, I think that's not bad, especially for some EPL teams. That might, that might not be too much money to spend on a player, something just slightly north of that. Okay. And Atleti got him on a free as well. You know, Atleti got him on a free transfer, so that's easy profit for the team right there. But obviously, this is all rumors. It's all, you know, nothing is set in stone, but I know something, something to keep an eye on. So... We'll see what happens. I, I go back to if he was at West Ham right now and Atletico was looking at him, we're like, yeah, go for it. It's a step up. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, that's true. why I kind of go like, eh, it's, it's, it's what, like if it was. Yeah, no, it's, it's been disappointing, to be honest. I mean, I thought he'd, I thought he'd go into Atletico and there's a lot of competition. There is a lot of competition. Oh, but wow. I mean, for a player who was 29 years old, he made the move and already established Champions League player captain in a team. You know, like Porto, I just thought if Simeone got got this guy in, it's because he's going to play him. You know, I, I just couldn't see another way of doing it. But I don't know when I actually kind of analyse it a bit more now, and obviously it's easy with hindsight, but I don't know, just like the Simeone style as well, maybe, maybe it's not a redder style. I mean, to kind of sit in that kind of midfield and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure it was looking back. Obviously, it's easy to say, but I'm not sure if it was the right move for um, so yeah, so uh, MLS, MLS next, I think. No, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It honestly wouldn't surprise me the way the way things are going, and um, I I think he's still got plenty to give. Um, if he was to leave Atletico, I'd, I'd love to see him in a not in West Ham, but in a Champions League team because I think I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day. He's, I think he's my favorite Mexican player over the last few years. I mean, I just think he's just a brilliant, brilliant player, and and. Um, I don't know. I'd love to see him kind of in a top top team, like a real top team, like go to Italy and you know and play for for one of the top Italian teams. Or and I don't know. I don't know. I think the experience with Chicharito and West Ham it's like also tainted a little yeah. bit. I mean, you just go to West Ham and you're kind of in the mid table. 
you know, if you have a good season, you might be fighting for Europa League. If you have a bad season, you might be, be sucked the... into the re- relegation. It's just, it's not where I see Herrera. You know what I mean? Mexicans in West Ham, though. Pablo Herrera, Guille Franco, Chicharito. Yeah. I think anybody else. No, 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 that's it. I can't think of any problems. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, no, we'll see. It depends what he wants to be set, to do as well. But honestly, the MLS thing wouldn't surprise me because I mean, um, if you get a, if you get if you get a you've got the by far the best midfielder in the league. <laughs> Still the night. Yeah. Did I, yeah, did I say Herrera to West Ham? I meant uh, Herrera uh, to Columbus Crew. I, 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 my bad. Minnesota yeah. United. <laughs> I was even Minnesota United. No, but I mean, uh, no, the other. The thing I was going to say, I think, Atlanta, is interesting, is the the fallout from this corona, the 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 fallout from this corona crisis is going to be it's going to be interesting in terms of the leagues as well, and how how it kind of affects and how it affects the balance of the kind of world order, like which leagues are going to come out. No league is going to come out of it really good. Don't get me wrong, but how it compare comparatively does compared to other leagues is going to be really interesting and yeah. it's going to depend on different factors uh, when the league starts up again you know everything like this but I mean um, I don't know obviously MLS I don't know we'll see we'll see how that league performs but if you look at it compared to Mexico right now you, you just look at the the exchange rate between the peso and, peso and the dollar like an MLS club now wanting to buy in Mexico right now it's basically a 20-30% sale which is what that's what you've got, you know what I mean? And and I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult. It's a difficult one. If a Mexican club want to bring Herrera back or Eric Gutierrez back, um, which is another player that for me could potentially leave PSV and could leave the Europe, to be honest, because he's not done it. Um, then then it's going to be difficult for the Mexican clubs to go after the big the big players. Um, just not just because of the coronavirus and the losses, but also because of the because of the exchange rate, I mean, the, the Mexico's been hit really hard by by that as well. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, it's something to, to keep an eye on, but not not just Mexico, and you know, Italy as well. How's it gonna? How's everything that's happened in Italy and how bad it's been? How's that gonna affect it? You know, how's how's the how's Germany gonna be compared to? It doesn't seem to have damaged the German um, Germany, the German economy as badly as as, as you know, say Spain and and um, and Italy. How's how's that gonna how's that gonna factor in? Is Germany suddenly gonna have more money? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things that we kind kind of don't really know about, um, and it's very difficult to predict. That I think are gonna they're gonna be interesting to follow. We will see. Again, I go back to how are these? Just kind of what you said. How are these leagues are gonna be affected by all this, and the level of play. Like, especially the fast leagues, like, would we see just, like, a little pause break? I mean, are, are leagues going to try to rush this? Uh, interesting, interesting. And especially the, the first league that comes back to fully, like, who would that be? Um, I mean, uh, in, in all of COVID, we're seeing that um, some of the Asian countries are, are opening back up and, and coming back up. So I would think that, you know, I think China has, has no more cases and, or something like that. So we're, uh, we'll see. All right, guys. Um believe that's all we have for today as our is it, producers is it, time to, is it time to talk about call of duty again as, yeah let's uh, <laughs> if you uh if you want to go ahead and just turn us off right now just, no 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 but um appreciate everybody obviously continuing uh to listen to us during this time 
are you, question for you guys. Are you listening to more podcasts? Did you start now that you're five, six weeks in? Are you like, all right, I'm done with podcasts? Well, regardless, thank you for listening to us. Uh, saying hi to uh, Adriana in Mexico City and also uh, Amy, who uh, is uh, also in um, in L.A. Um, I think she she's went for a walk, so hopefully, you know, Tapabocas is <laughs> telling me latest. right now. The latest breaking. Of, uh, breaking of Amy telling us that she's in a walk, so hopefully, you know, she has her tapabocas and and uh, she's being safe with social distancing. Um, we'll see. All right, Tom Cesar, uh, again, thanks for joining the uh, Mexican Soccer Show. We so, and we'll uh, we'll be continuing this, continuing to record on Mondays and wherever you listen to this. So, muchísimas gracias y hasta la próxima. Later.